Travel back in time to the 80s. Reliving the shenanigans. It was the early 80s, and sex was still a good way to meet new people. The disappointment. That's a real shame when folks be throwing away a perfectly good white boy like that. And the self-confidence. I'm six foot, three inches tall, and maintain a very consistent panda bear shape. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Sure, it's not 1985 right now, but who knows what tomorrow will bring. Welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's Spearsy. And Brad in L.A. And today we listen to five new songs from some of our 80s heroes. All those male sopranos screeching, stupid fat couples rolling their eyes about. That's not love. It's just, it's just rubbish. Hey, we really do like these tunes. <laughs> Stuck in the 80s is a member of the CLNS Podcast Network. You can find our podcast on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and the CLNS Media mobile app. Okay, I just want to warn you that uh, when I wrote this song, I was listening to The Cure a lot, so... Okay. Hey, 80s friends. It's always kind of fun to listen to new music from bands that we loved back in the 80s. More often than not, when we do these shows, we, we, we try to pick the songs that we actually really like. In fact, there, there was one band that we were going to talk about this show, mm. and we literally jettisoned the, the song at the last second because we were like... Brad, do you like this song? You're like, not so much. I'm like, I don't either. So like, why, why even mention it? You know what mom always said? If you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. <laughs> if you can't say something nice, then just blog about it. Yeah. Be snarky on Instagram about it or something. So, so we have five songs. These are all songs that have been released well, you know, in the last few weeks, last month or so. And who gave anyone permission to program modern music? And I, I get a little romantic when it comes to new music from the bands I loved back then. It, to me, it's always like a fresh start, and you just never know when they're going to find something that's like, oh my God, this is this is a whole new start. This is like a whole new beginning for them. A whole new chapter has been opened. You heard it right, folks. Spearsy's getting romantic. So ultimately, we, we picked five songs. We'll tell you a little bit about them, and we'll do some seggies, and we'll, we'll call it a day. We'll have some fun. Before we get started, let's take care of some business. Hey, let's take a quick time out to talk about our sponsor, Awaken 180 Weight Loss. No, don't fast forward. None of us like to talk about our weight and the need to get healthy, but at our age, it's a critical conversation. When most people try to lose weight, they think exercise. Well, I think about rice cakes, which I cannot stand, but that's another story. It turns out losing weight is really all about nutrition. With Awaken 180 Weight Loss, you receive a customized nutrition plan, weekly one-on-one coaching, and the option to receive 80% of your daily foods to help you lose weight your very first week. For example, I learned chili dogs for breakfast are not the right solution after all. Huh. Who knew? (laughs) So gain the tools to know what to eat and how to eat. You put it in your mouth, you chew it, and you swallow it. That's how you eat. So you can keep the weight off for the long term. Visit the website and make the commitment to your future health. Visit awaken180weightloss.com. 
And we're back, and we're ready to start with our five new songs for 2020. The first one is from Tony Hadley, the former frontman of Spando Ballet. This is Obvious. We're so magnetic, Brad, what do you think of this song? Oh, I like this song. It's like a nice warm bath. Mm. That's something I would say. His voice is great. And, uh, you know, I know I'm colored a little bit by the fact that he was staying right down the hall from us on the recent trip we took, but could not be a nicer guy. As far as we know, this new single is not for an album. It is kind of nice to see 80s artists kind of giving up on the whole album format. And like, if you have a good song, just release the song. It's a singles culture, people. So this is the first new single since 2018. He had an album called Talking to the Moon. And I'm, I'm pretty sure we talked about that on the podcast, too. It was released in early June. Definitely sounds like a Spando Ballet song. The video, you can find it on YouTube, allegedly shot at his home by his family, I think. So, hmm. which, because it was shot during quarantine time. So, that's one way to save on, you know, cast services on, you know, save on the crew charges. Yeah. Just, hey, dad, stand in front of the white board and we'll just, sh- and, and lip sync your song for us. Okay. Great. Perfect. One take. He's, I, I looked at his website earlier today. He's touring or he has a lot of tour dates scheduled to begin in July. I wonder if that's actually going to happen or not. Really? Mm, yeah i bet they don't my thinking is no so just just a lot of just a lot of uk dates and european dates but i know he's also doing a live at the drive-in oh that's fun yeah so he's doing that so he's he's staying busy and by the way if you don't follow him on twitter you really should he's he's pretty active on twitter he posts a lot of videos there of himself talking to to fans and listeners so definitely check that out in the meantime here's our second song this is lamal from kajagugu with still in love So, Steve, put away that notion that Lamal is all about the haircut. Because he's not. What do you think about this song? I, I like it. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm afraid this is going to become one of those shows where, like, I like it. Mikey likes it. Yeah. That's okay. I mean, that's okay. It sounds like a Lamal song, and I mean that in the best possible way. Yeah. I'll do that a few more times. It's it's comfortable in that way, but it's a it's a good new song. It's his first solo single in a long time. It's been almost eight years. Wow. Uh, it's off his up- an upcoming EP, which is his first release in 30 years. Jeez. Which I, I, I won't try to I won't try to describe this. I'll let American songwriter do it for me. They call it a soulful and sultry pop ode to the darker side of love, that recurrent backfire of amore and finding oneself after being crushed by it. This is like the Steve Spears story pre 2019. I'm sorry. It's just you're a really nice guy, and we don't want to see you get hurt. I want to get hurt. It's it's funny you quote from that article. I read the same thing not 15 minutes ago. And what's nice is it in, it includes like this little short interview with Lamal and they ask him about, you know, writing about love 
And he said, quote, I'm, I'm just not afraid to use the word love. Thousands and thousands of songs are related to it, finding it, losing it, crying from it, elated by it. In that respect, I'm not that different, unquote. One of us. One of us. One of us. I wouldn't mind seeing him do like some mini tour of the U.S., uh, maybe make a stop on a cruise ship that we know about. Yeah, that's a that seems like that would be a really good fit, actually. Um, who who would who would he play with? Who would he tour with that would get you to the the auditorium, the stadium, the performance arena? I think you put him. You put you could take Tony Hadley, and then you and then you top the bill with Simple Minds. Oh. Well, put Simple Minds on the bill, and I'm there. Yeah, but uh, it's it'll be fun to watch and see what happens with his career now that he's writing new music. I like this. I, I like the sound he's going for. He's he's not trying to be someone he's not. That that always annoys me. Yeah. Like if you go back, I mean, we've been doing new music shows on the podcast since for 15 for years. 15 we've years. Been to about new music. Get off my lawn. And. There, only a few times do we really come out and say this just doesn't work. And I remember one was a Cindy Lauper one where she was trying to be current, and then pretty much anything Madonna's done for the last thirty years also falls into that. Uh, I feel like that falls into the axe to grind category, it but okay, does. Uh, but this next song does not. This is a fun one. This is called "Hey Now I Got a Feeling," and it's by Erasure. Wow. It's fun, right? It's just a, it's an injection of pure erasure. I mean, Andy Bell, his voice is amazing. He sounds exactly the yeah, same. Yeah, he hasn't aged a bit. And you hear it and you're just like, oh, wrap me in your sweet embrace. <laughs> you're really into like baths and embraces. and It's because I'm not allowed to hug anybody anymore. <laughs> well, it's, it's worse here in Florida. I mean, we... I think we had 5,000 new cases yesterday. We had 7,000 in California yesterday. Jeez. Not that I'm not that I'm trying to come over the top on <laughs> yeah, you, Steve, I was like, but I guess I just did. This is not a battle either one of us wants to win. <laughs> no. No, but uh, this song is a teaser. It's a taster. It is a trial balloon from their new album called The Neon. What a great 80s name, which is scheduled to be released on August 21st. Wait, I, I thought it was about a Dodge car. Did you ever have a neon? No, you never would. I, I, no. What's the most shameful car you've ever owned? Like, uh, let's see. Let me run. Oh well, it wasn't really mine. It was a family car, but it was I had exclusive use of it, and that was a early '80s Mazda GLC wagon. Ooh, yeah. I, for me, I got a lot of tail in that car. <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> I had. I'm trying to think the most shameful. The first car my parents ever got me, and this has nothing to do with Erasure, but did you really want to hear us talk about Erasure for for 20 more minutes? The The first car that I learned to drive on was a Pontiac Sunbird. That's the one that was held together with duct tape. That's the duct tape yeah. mobile. And then later on, after I had the Mustang that kept, that kept catching fire, I traded cars <laughs> with my sister. And she had a Chevy uh, Cavalier, which I used to call the Cadaver. Chevy Cadaver. <laughs> that thing was like, it was like driving a bobsled. Feel the rhythm. Feel the rhyme. 
That's exactly what it felt like. <laughs> and then the um, I mean, the alternator never worked, and so I would carry around a hammer. And whenever the car wouldn't start, I would get underneath the car and bang the alternator with the hammer until the car would start. So that's that's crazy. I don't even know. You probably were banging the starter, not the alternator. I don't know what I was. Ba- okay. I was banging something. You were banging something. You were banging your head. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. That, that's those are the two most shameful cars. Uh, yeah. I'm sure there are other, you know, gigantic American sedans that I had the keys to at one time or another. Actually, oh yeah, after we moved to California, somebody gave my parents a car. Now, no good car ever comes from the sentence somebody gave my parents a car. Yeah. It was this giant late 80s army green station wagon. You think you hate it now, but wait till you drive it. And that was like the family's third car for a while. Oh my gosh, that thing was beast that sounds great it's funny that we mentioned oh now i'd love to have a car like that (laughs) it's funny that we mentioned the good old days the next song we're going to talk about is actually called the good old days and it's by dennis de young with julian lennon fun song i did this is an unlikely duet but they they sound really good together watch the video for it the video for it is so endearing it's a lot of home video home camera home film footage of them as young fathers and uh dealing with their own dads and stuff like that it is oh geez it is it is like you will be crying your eyes out by the end of it I mean, look, I, I know this is maybe a little disingenuous to say, you know, when you come out with me with a track called The Good Old Days, O-L-E, like it feels a little extra down homey, like let me just appeal to your sense of nostalgia. And I realize that's basically what we're doing right now. <laughs> and I'm not saying that, you know, so you call me on that. That's fine. I get it. But it just, it's a, it felt a little pandering to me from the title but then i i hear them singing and i'm like i don't even know what they're talking about i just want to listen to their voices well what's interesting okay so this is off a new album that dennis young put out this in the spring it's called 26 east volume one and from what i can tell based on uh dennis's interviews he meant it to be his final album but he recorded so many songs or he wrote so many songs that the record company pretty much said, why why don't you just issue you know more than one album? So there could be as many as three from this. I listened, I listened to a lot of the of volume one today, and I can tell you one thing. A lot of the songs have the same theme to him. He's definitely looking back on his career and on his decisions in life and where and where things are today and how messed up things are. It's a common theme throughout the the tunes, so it's nothing okay. too, you know, science fiction about it. Uh, I guess this happened. <laughs> <laughs> if this is not come sail away, it's not. <laughs> Neither is it, Mister Roboto Part Two. No. Uh, allegedly, the collaboration with Julian Lennon came about because Dennis wrote a verse and a chorus that reminded him of 
of John Lennon or Julian Lennon. Uh, Julian heard it, offered to participate, and so they did. They got together and recorded it in Brooklyn. And uh, in an article that I read, it said, Dennis said, quote, the music we sang together in the studio, it felt magical. I wrote the song specifically for our two voices. I never met Julian previously, but I have been an admirer since, uh, you know, way back. We have one final new song for this week. It's from John Anderson from Yes, and it's called WDMCF. That song is, it sounds like a lost track from 90219210, Big Generator. Let's go with Big Generator. It sounds like a lost, lost track from Big Generator. Yeah, or it does. 90125. You can add up all the times in podcast history that we referred to to John Anderson and give us $1 for every time, and it would still be less money than we got paid by our podcast network last year. Oh, yeah, it probably would, but we don't talk about <laughs> Anderson Yes that much. We don't. But this, again, he sounds, uh, I go back to the erasure track. The the guys that I, you know, the guys that still sound like they've taken care of their voices and they can still sing, they they have a, an extra jump on the the rest of the pack, I think. And John sounds fantastic. I mean, the, when this song starts, you're like, okay, oh, we, oh cool. Oh, we got some world music. Oh, aren't we fancy? Oh, oh, I see we've been listening to some early Sting albums. And then he starts singing. You're like, oh, it's yes. I'll take my money. What does this stand for, Steve? Who writes? <laughs> who names a song after a bunch of letters? A, a, a prog rocker would do that. That's exactly who would do that. I, you know, you're not wrong. It, it, is, it is true to form. I, I had to look it up. <laughs> WDMC. Why doesn't money come freely? <laughs> yeah. Not for us, it doesn't. Where does music come from is what it stands for. Oh. That's a good question. Where does it come from, know. Steve? It comes from your radio. Everyone yeah. knows that. It's, the new album is going to be called 1,000 Hands. It's his first. It's an album that's been, I guess, 30 years in the making and, ironically, oh boy, recorded uh, right here in Orlando, Florida. So What? Did you get invited to the sessions? <laughs> I, I, I did the drums. Oh, excellent. When I said did I did they, the drums. Did they have a working snare drum, or did you have to play everything on the <laughs> when, tom when, like you did in Epic Trash? when I say I did the drums, I meant I, meant I carried them in from the car. <laughs> oh, so, okay. God, did I tell you I'm still thinking about getting a a set of electronic drums, like an electronic drum set? Are you really? I've been thinking about it for like, I, I don't even want to admit this, a really long time. A really long, like seven or eight years. And I've never quite had the space for it and uh now in my home office here there's kind of space for it and i'm thinking that would be kind of a fun thing to have but i'm thinking is it is it one of those things though that's a fun thing to have for like a week and then you realize i just blew a thousand dollars on a set of yeah electronic. that's possible i if, if i may offer a recommendation steve which i know you'll ignore anyway just check Craigslist. You know, don't pay retail. Don't pay retail. Get, get something you can turn around on Craigslist. You can turn around on Craigslist if after six months you're like, okay, that is the world's most extensive, expensive clothes drying rack. 
Well, I could use some more. I I I I, I air dry all my t-shirts, which I have a plenty of. That's the key to them surviving 15 years. And uh, I actually could use an expensive clothes rack. So, oh, okay. Well, may, well, then maybe pay retail. It's, it's your money. I mean, the economy needs the help right now. It does. You know what else needs our help right now? The, the seggies. Hey, it's time for I want my mystery TV theme song. You know, Brad, I've learned that. Saying the names of the Seggies is so much easier when you actually write them down. And then you can let your brain help you by reading right. it, and then it just translates the words for you, and it comes out your mouth it's, it's just, instead of remembering. It's just a bit of a pro tip. <laughs> <laughs> Professional podcasters, which we wouldn't know anything about because we don't get paid, uh, use notes to help yeah. organize their thoughts. You can't see me doing the air quotes. <laughs> so I, could, I could hear them, though. I could hear them very well. Anyway, you know the drill here. We'll play a snippet of a theme song from the 80s. Sometimes the late 70s into the 80s. Sometimes the late 80s you know, into the 90s. But it, it, it touches base at some point in our beloved decade. That's all that matters. And uh, if you get it right, you're entered into the drawing for some swag. Most likely a postal friendly, friendly – oh, my God. I've screwed it up for the first time in like five oh, months. Oh, no. Postal there friendly. Have been zero days since last postal friendly bottle opener accident. Postal Ding. friendly bottle opener. What happened there? I got cocky. I don't know. After saying the name you of the Seggy right. You're feeling feeling your oats there a little. Hey, by the way, remember we're about to celebrate our fifteenth anniversary, so if you do have swag uh, with our logo on it, post it online with the hashtag SIT eighties and we're going to look for it and try to send out some special gifts. Gifts, gifts, animated gifts. We'll send you some animated gifts. <laughs> so, of Steve dancing on the cruise. Yeah, uh, it, it didn't happen as often as the fiance wanted it to, but it happened. Anyway, pay attention. You're talking about dancing, right? <laughs> yeah, we're talking about dancing. Anyway, pay attention. Here is the show theme song. I, I've totally rattled. This podcast is over from two episodes ago. That's It's a Living. Life's not the French Riviera. Believe me, life's not a charity ball. Isn't all a great big bed of roses? It's not like showbiz, but the main thing I'm I'm surprised so many people got this one. Yeah, we had a big list of people that got this, and I have to say, I... This is another one of those shows that I don't like from the title. I don't remember it, but then when I saw the opening, I'm like, "Oh, it's the one at the Bonaventure." I remember watching it because it, I think it was early '80s. Yeah, yeah. Well, it ran like <laughs> quite a while, <laughs> but could. there was a, a hiccup in the middle where it yeah we, it was, went dark for a couple of years. So they closed the hotel to delouse it or something. Uh, I don't know. See, this is a good point where we could have like actually done some research and given you some information, but like. Why? It's more fun to just riff on <laughs> it. Just, just kind of want to know. Uh, as always, Crispy Critter gets the credit for picking these theme songs because he he has like an encyclopedic knowledge of these theme songs, and so he he literally sends me an, an email like once every few months with about ten new ones to pick from, and and nine out of ten of them I've never heard of every single time. So it just it is truly my blind spot of the eighties, but not the blind spot for these people. Read some names, Brad. 
Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Winners this week include Joseph Perdue, Jamie Walseth, John Ross from Charlotte, North Carolina, Colin Hall, Victoria and Big Bear, Matt D in Oregon, Kevin Pipe Winch, Stephen Halifax, Alan Titus, DJ and Clinton, Christine in Philly, Chase in Ecuador, FL number nine, which I figured out means female listener number nine. Oh. David Morgan, that guy from LA Town. Dave Augie August, Kyle K in Arkansas, Todd in Minnesota, Peter Ryan, Trader Shan, Stony Stitt, Irwin with an E, Brian Pawn, Ann in NorCal, and Nikki Simpson. Still, I'm still waiting to hear back from. I, I think apology accepted. Captain Nita is. is it, we're, we're missing him. He hasn't written in he, as much. Lately. He did write in after he did we write in. Him, so. But I, I, so maybe if we mention him again, he'll write out. I just like to use that uh, that clip. Apology accepted, Captain Nita. Oh, and, uh, you know, talk about coming over the top. I got an email today from someone who's like, oh, you feel bad about not sending out somebody something from 2017? <laughs> How about this one from 2015? Ooh. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm yeah, it so happens. Sorry. I'll get it out today. Yeah. I promise. I don't know what – I can send people some photo hanging kits. I think I also have. <laughs> wow. <laughs> also – Set of Ginsu knives. Missing the handle. I have a really ancient stuck in eighties button I'm looking at right now that has our old URL on it that would be completely worthless, but it looks kinda nice. Anyway, spin the wheel, let's find out who's gonna win some swag. Here we go. Are you ready? Yep. Mm-hmm. Ah, it looks like it's gonna land on Trader Shan, you're this week's uh, lucky winner. Some can I? I don't even feel like safely can say it again. Postal friendly bottle opener. Okay, Ooh, it came out. You made it. Might get a sticker in there. You never know. Yeah, whatever he's got laying around. In the meantime, Crispy Critter offers this as his MTV challenge. Everything starts like a knock at the door. If you know it, emails at podcast at sits dot com and tune in in a couple weeks to find out if you're a winner. Ah, uh, the mystical refrain that is PPTMN, which I don't think I've ever called mystical refrain, but I think I just no, call everything that. That's now. not a. That's not mystical at all. It's, it's quite it's o- just it's, inquisitive. It's, it's an inquisitive. It's refrain. obvious and over the top. <laughs> anyway, uh, every once in a while, somebody emails with a question that they want us to answer, uh, and. Uh, <laughs> That we're willing to answer on the air, like, no, I'm not going to talk about that with you people. Yeah, for the most part, nobody's asked anything really obnoxious. I, I can't – maybe they did in the early days. I, I don't I don't remember. I, I don't remember a lot from the early days. I still <laughs> – I still, like, when we come up with ideas for shows, I still have to, like, go back and search the archives to make sure we haven't done it already in, like, half the time we have. Anyway. Funny. Uh, this week's letter is from Lynn with three ends in Nebraska. Lynn goes, hey, guys. What is the strangest 80s musical cover you've ever heard? Until now, I always thought it was Paul Anka's version of Jump by Van Halen. Didn't you guys talk about that in episode two? Episode two. Yeah, a long time ago. 15 years ago. Uh, Today, this has been one-upped by the entire album of a Latin band covering craft work from the 70s and 80s. Uh, We'll give it a listen. Last, you 
that's painful. You could not be more wrong, Steve Spears. <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 put, I put this on at work when he sent this email in. I put this on at work. I'm like, okay, this is going to be a laugh. And I listened to it all day long. I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah. There's something about it. I don't know. Maybe I just have a, 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 you know, a weakness for marimba. I don't know. I do. I think that's so good. You have, a, oh. you have many musical weaknesses, and that's, that's on the top of the list. Anyway. So Lynn goes, what is the strangest 80s musical cover you've ever heard? Um, ah, you know, I've thought about this all day. I don't really have a really weird one. I, I'll tell you a really recent one that I just discovered. Okay. Uh, Jeff Lynn from ELO, when he put out an album of greatest hits, jeez, mm-hmm. Thunder Outside is killing me. I heard, I heard that. The... He covered his own song, Xanadu, which is not really weird, but it's just unexpected. Uh, And it sounds a little bit like this. He kind of changes the notes a little here and there, and he changes, he tweaks the lyrics a little bit. You, you might notice, yeah. but it's it's nice actually. I've come to prefer the uh, Jeff Lynne song to the Olivia Newton John song. What about you, Brad? That's so weird because I, going back to the um, forgotten hits, I put together like a super list of all of the songs we've picked for those, and strangely, you keep choosing Olivia Newton John songs for those. <laughs> uh, the the fiance is a huge fan. Yeah. So, I mean, you could do worse. She's yeah. maybe maybe it's it's fair that she gets a little love in that series. But my answer, my answer, it took me I, like Steve. I didn't have a ready answer for that. Uh, we've talked about some of the covers that I've liked in the past, like the Bird and the Bees covers of uh, Hall and Oates and things like that. Okay, I came across this. Uh, this is a band called Warpaint covering Duran Duran's song "The Chauffeur." <laughs> That's from a tribute album called Making Patterns Rhyme, a tribute to Duran Duran. And I came across this one thanks to the Brotherhood of the Brads. I bet you didn't know that we have meetings. But uh, Brad and Boise, listener, podcast listener, uh, shared a playlist of covers with me a couple months back. And it's almost five hours of cool covers and original versions of songs that were covered in the 80s. Sounds good. I'm going to check it out. Yeah. Hey, yeah. this is what we need now from you, listeners. You send us your strangest 80s covers. If we get enough of them, we'll do a whole show on it. How's that sound? <gasps> Please help us <laughs> be the next Chuck Coverley. Yeah. Crowdsourcing is not beneath us. <laughs> hey, that's all the time we have for this week. Uh, please check out these new singles by these bands that you've loved forever. Uh, in the meantime, Brad and I will remain here, hopelessly stuck in the 80s. To the good old days. When we are
Stuck in the 80s is a member of the CLNS Media Network. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for our theme music. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or the CLNS Media mobile app.